Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Dallas Cowboys are a six-point favorite over a Detroit team that still does have a shot at the NFC's number one seed, has won three of its last four, and did have a chance to take a fourth quarter lead last year at Jerry World. So, Keyshawn, help me out here. How important is it for my Cowboys to just beat the Lions? Uh, you know, it's that, I don't think it's all that important. Maybe for, for from a psychological, mental standpoint that you could stop a dominant run team, yeah. maybe that, maybe. but it's not going to change their seeding. Mm. I believe, and I think Richard believes the same thing, and many other people believe they're stuck in, 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 in fifth. That's yeah. where they're going to be. They're, they're probably stuck in fifth. So you, you want to play the game. You want to end the season on a good note. You want to do all of those things. It's more important for Detroit because Detroit really actually has a chance to get a higher seed than where they're at right now. They do. So I think I personally think it means nothing to the Cowboys other than finishing on a good note, walking into the playoffs, feeling good, knowing that you can retool your defense to stop a hard-nosed running team that you're getting ready. Probably one of, not one of, probably the best pound-for-pound running team in the National Football League right now. I agree with that. I'm with you. So what did Buffalo do to you, right? You start to think about those sort of things, make the corrections. Mm -hmm. Here's an opportunity to do that. Now, winning, you always want to win. There's no question about it. That's the important thing. But as far as seeding goes... I don't think it means anything. You're at home. You always win at home. <laughs> whole, whole, uh, what they right. call it, uh, uh, home court or whatever. Yeah. Uh, serve home or yeah. whatever, however you say holding that. Serve yeah, holding home. serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holding serve. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, and that's what they've done. This, uh, this will be um, likely their last home game of the season. They've been undefeated <laughs> at home the <laughs> yeah. entire time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not even they're really joking. I mean, unless yeah. something crazy no, happens, right. Arizona beats you're Philly right. or, or New York beats Philly, then for all intents and purposes, this will be their last home game. So um, I guess it means something if you want to, you know, go undefeated at home. It's still a, a big game against a, a team with a winning record. So, sure, it'll count for something. It'll give you confidence going into the playoffs. But it definitely means more to Detroit. I think it means more to the city of Detroit, um, what they've been through. I mean, these last two years, Skip and, and Key, this this has been the most wins they've had back-to-back years in the history of the Detroit Lions, yep. and they've only had 20 wins. And so this is just this is history in itself. This is a franchise, these fans who haven't won a, a Central Division t- title since 93, have yep. never won an NFC North Division title. And so – 
to have a home field playoff game at this day and age for some of these Detroit fans that have never even seen a playoff game, never even seen a playoff win, it would mean a ton. And so, yeah, this would mean a lot for Detroit because they still have a chance at the number one seed if they win out and, and maybe San Francisco stumbles somewhere along the line, they could potentially get the one seed. Even the two seed, they'd get a home playoff game, which is more than they could say for a very long time. So I think just in general, in terms of aesthetics, in terms of the feel-good story, it means more to Detroit. In Dallas, I mean, it doesn't change anything. Like Keyshawn said, no, he, he said he, they, they, they're in the same seed whether they win, they lose, they, they tie, they're going to be in the same spot. Okay. So to Keyshawn's point, is there still some long-shot hope of winning the NFC East? Yes, there is. I already told you, well, it's like that. I already told you, I still believe Philly will lose another football game, not to Arizona. I just think somehow, I don't know if Tyrod's going to be starting for the Giants in that last game, but, but it, it'll depend on whether Philly needs to win the last game or not. But if they do, I still think the Giants will beat them at the Giants to close the season. They almost got them in Philly this past Sunday. Or was it, what day was that? Monday. Yeah, Monday. I'm losing days, track yeah. of the week. Okay. <laughs> The point is, I already told you, I don't think my Dallas Cowboys can beat the Detroit Lions right now because I think the Lions are playing at a higher late-season level than the Cowboys are. I do think my team has lost some edge, some momentum, some confidence, some spirit, some something that winning teams have and losing teams this late in the year just don't have. And I'm still left flat by what I saw at Miami because I didn't love it, but I couldn't hate it, what they did at Miami, because they played okay. They, they played some solid defense. They, they held the Miami Dolphins in Miami to one touchdown. They held them till late in the game to 19 points until the last walk-off field goal. So you have to say, okay, that, that was pretty good, but I never, ever, during that whole football game, did I ever think the Cowboys were going to win it. And that, that's horrifying to me this late in the year. So how much do they need to get back on that horse and ride it? Well, if, if they go home and win a game against Detroit, and they are six-point favorites, which surprised me. I, was try, I tell you guys, I try to guess the spread before I see it. I thought they'd be four-point to go to six. They're saying Dallas is significantly better than Detroit. Now, I don't think Dallas is. If I were a bet man, I would bet against my team. At, I would at, take the at, six at points. home. They're a better well, team. They, okay. They, they have been sensational at home. They've won 15 straight games by lopsided scores. Yeah, at home, they're a better okay. team than Detroit right. at home. But as far as what they could prove by beating Detroit to Keyshawn or Richard, I think they'd prove nothing because you guys would just throw up your well, hands. No, that's like, not true. If, if yeah. it, Here's what they, I said to you, Skip. Yeah. Show me you could stop what's been bothering you the entire year from the Arizona game. Show me you can stop the okay, run. but they did that in Miami pretty well. They outrushed the Miami Dolphins of, but 97 type, to 91. Coach, that's pretty type, good. Coach, different type of run team. Okay, well, this is a, this I told is you that more, going into the but game. But this is a more physical. It is. Buffalo, San plus, Francisco, plus, physical. Jameer Gibbs yeah, is flat is, out electric, and, and he can catch it as well as run with it. And if you look at what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, he is catching fire. He is figuring it out. Go ahead, Richard. Yeah, but this is one of the best offensive lines in football. It is. And they're both. I agree. And they're, they're mean. They're, they're, you know, you talk about uh, Panay Soul. 
Uh, and the rest of these boys, they they get hey. they get after it. Their head coach is that kind of guy, Dan Campbell. They He's reflect one of those him. Hard they nose, do. Bite the kneecaps. Yeah. collar guys. He's shown you. Ben Johnson's. Him, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, in Dallas. Yeah, Ben Dallas. Johnson's one of, yeah. one of the best coordinators uh, in football. He and is. He's going to get a head coaching opportunity this next season. So he'll draw up some cool things. Aaron Glenn on the other side. I don't know if they have enough defensively in the back end. They, you have, know, they have some guys that can play. But they, they just – I don't know if they have enough to stop uh, what you guys have been able to do and what you the rhythm that you've been in Agreed. in the passing game and Dak yeah. Prescott. Um, so I think that's why Vegas has the six-point spread because that's kind of the unknown. Your receivers, C.D. Lamb, Cooks, Gallup, uh, your, your tight end yeah. uh, against this defense. But offensively, I think they're going to have some success. But Jared Goff is a wild card. Yeah. Wild card. Always He's is. He's a wild card in this game. Always is. And if you if he's clean and they keep him clean, he will he, he it will be surgical. Skip. It'll be surgical. It'll be it a will. long day for this defense. Yeah. If they get to him early and they, they're hitting him, that he's hitting the ground, they're putting pressure in his face yeah. every single play, yeah. he'll start to make mistakes. And that's just been the history of Jared Gall. So this offensive line versus this defensive line will really tell the story of the game. Early on, if they keep him clean. And, and he can go back there and diagnose. He can read defenses. He can process, he can. and he can get the ball where it needs to go. And they got weapons, man, because St. Brown is Laporta, the, the rookie, obviously, and then he can flip it to Gibbs, and he's got Josh Reynolds, and Jameson Williams hasn't really sort of gotten his feet back under, his legs back underneath him. But they got weapons, and I know they're going to feel good about playing in this building because I remind you, you can say, well, it was last year, but, but they, they still got a good taste in their mouth at least for three quarters, because I'm going to remind everybody, the first play of the fourth quarter last year at Jerry World, they have it first and goal at the one, just like we had it first and goal one on our opening drive at Miami. But this is the first play of the fourth quarter. If they cash this, they go up 13 to 10 early in the fourth quarter, and they know that. And Jamal Williams got stripped at the goal line and lost it, and all of a sudden we pounce on it and – all hell broke loose on Detroit because that was their first turnover. Then Goff threw an interception to Richard's point and fumbled another, got strip sacked on another one. All of a sudden, the, the game just blows up on Detroit and they lose 24 to 6. But I'm telling you, it should have been 13 to 10 Detroit early in the third quarter. So I don't think they'll be intimidated by you know, 15 in a row at Jerry World. No, I think they're, they're, no, no they're, yeah. they're not, they're not going to be intimidated, but you are a better team. At home, you're averaging 40 points. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's you know, this is the yeah. best team that you will play at home this year. Seattle gave you a good run for the money. Philadelphia, whatever that was, they walked in and that was it. The Rams at the time were not playing good. You knocked Stafford out of the game. Yep. But this is the best team. Like Richard said, they're looking, they're scoreboard watching. They're trying to see if the, if the Rams could upset San Francisco or somehow the commanders get an onside kick and yep. win the game. That's what they're looking at. They're scoreboard watching because they have an opportunity to get the number one seed. Mm. If they get the number one seed in Detroit, that, that I mean, like, come on. Come Even on. the two seed, they already got a home game because they won the they won their division, so they got a home game. And when you're the two, you never know what could happen to the one. And you don't and, yeah. know what's yeah. going to happen when you're the two, right? All yep. of a sudden, you look up in a one. Oh, I got home field advantage as a two throughout the playoffs now. So they're going to come in there ready to play. I want to see, though, 
can Michael Parsons and Lawrence and the rest of the defense stop the physicality of Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson and what they're going to try to unleash on play calling against you. They are third in rushing behind the Ravens and the Chicago Bears led by Justin Fields in his legs. So you, you can see they're third in rushing. They're fifth in points scored, but to Richard's point, they're 24th in points allowed. So they've been pretty shaky to bad on defense. So this is the game where the off, you, you just have to outscore them because you're, you're going to think they can even score. If you, even if you outscored them mm -hmm. and you won the game, if they rush for 190 yards, I got a real problem with okay, that. I know, and they well might. I think they got potential. I think Jameer Gibbs, I, I think he's better than the Cook kid up there in Buffalo. I, I, I just think he's more explosive than James Cook was, who exploded all over us at Buffalo, obviously, and yeah. they just ran us completely. And because, because Richard knows this as a defensive player, yeah. come playoff time, the teams that are portable that you go up against that can run the football, th those teams are dangerous. All right. So here's my weird theory about this weird Dallas Cowboy team because we've seen them explode before. We see the firepower. We see the, the positives, and we see all the negatives. So I don't care whether they win this game or not. In fact, I don't really want to come in here on Monday and hear you guys say, well, that's what you always do. You win at home. It, it'll only validate – the, the narrative of, well, you can't win on the road, right? So if we lose at home, I, I'll, just, I'll just throw up my hands and say, okay, next, because they won't play their starters at Washington in the finale because they don't need to. They're just resting up for the, the first road playoff game, which we th it looks like at this point it would be at, as I say, Tampa Baker, as in at Tampa Bay featuring Baker Mayfield. So if that's the case, I think we could go win that game. We beat Tom Brady in that same game last year and beat them badly. So if we do go win that game, to me, I would like Dallas's chances of going on the road, San Francisco, wherever it would be in the next, you know, the next Here's level of the playoffs. Here's the problem that you have. Yeah. Here's the problem that you have, though, Skip, with what you just said. The Dallas Cowboys are not the type of team that need to rest up. Okay, they're just not. They need yeah. to win every okay. single game. Yeah, they're but, just not. Okay, but you want to make sure you're healthy going to Tampa. Yeah, but, fact, but, you're if you're, Tampa. but you want to go into the playoffs with some momentum, okay. man. You don't well, want to be talking about, lost all the momentum. You don't want to yeah. talk about no resting up because okay. you will get your doors hey. blown off. All right, but you already said right. it doesn't matter whether you win this game or not, right? Yeah, but you still want right. to show up. You don't I, want – I've been there. I've been there with the resting up and all that and looking ahead because yep. we clinched early. And then we get our doors blew off in the first round, which right. probably going to happen to y'all anyway. I don't think it right. will. You always end up in, in, in a dogfight early on, and you don't, you don't have, like, the most veteran championship pedigree team right now. You know, if you, if you had a team where you're like, hey, they've been in NFC championships, they've been in Super Bowls, like, rest them. They know what to expect. You got a relatively young team yeah. when, you come to your, when it comes to your foundational pieces. Um, you know, so your C.D. Lambs, your Michael Parsons, um, those guys are young. Those guys need to play. They need the reps. They need to be out there and understand the sense of urgency out there. Sometimes yeah. you rest a guy like that, and it gets you get you get lackadaisical, yeah. and you go into this next game in the playoffs, or it's a different kind of sense of urgency that people are like the game's faster. I don't know if the game's necessarily faster. It's just everybody is serious. Every yeah. play matters. There's a yeah. sense of serious urgency each and every play, and if you haven't been in that environment, then it kind of catches you by surprise.
Okay. But, hey, we've been in a lot of NFC Championship games. We who? In, in the 90s. Oh. Right? In the 90s. It's been 30 years. <laughs> right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Charles McDonald, who analyzes the NFL for Yahoo Sports, wrote this about why Lamar Jackson is leading the MVP race, and I quote, The game on Monday night showed that Jackson and Purdy are not the same caliber of player, even though Purdy's stats this year are otherworldly. Jackson is the singular force that's allowed the Ravens to become one of the best offenses in the league. He operates on a plane that few quarterbacks do, which is why he's on track to get the second MVP award of his career. So, Richard, you fought yesterday for your case that Brock Purdy should still be the MVP leader because of his stats, 29 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. And they're still so much better than Lamar's 19 and seven. (laughs) I'm going to guess that your answer to this will be no. But does Charles McDonald's column at all change your mind? Well, first off, that wasn't my point at all yesterday. Um, I said that Brock Purdy lost his MVP case by throwing four interceptions in December in a game. So we'll start there. I think Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill have a great case right now. Again, we're talking about a running back in Christian McCaffrey with 21 touchdowns total, potentially having the same amount of touchdowns as a quarterback MVP with 24. I I, I just don't see that. People say, oh, my God, you're biased. He's passing the eye test. Do you see their record? Do you see how they're winning games? I I saw a team whose defense caused five turnovers. Got it. I saw Lamar Jackson play a really good football game. He threw for 250-something yards, two touchdowns, um, was dynamic with his legs. I think he ran it seven times for 45 yards. I got it. Overall, as I've said, the numbers aren't there comparable to the previous year. So, I mean, you can argue to the death, I test, I test, this, that, and the third. You can't – you can't – specifically back anything up with stats. Every quarterback to have won the award over the last decade or five five years, we'll go with five years, has led the league in some category, in some category, whether it's touchdown passes, completion percentage, yards. It's going to be led in something, and they're going to be probably top five in everything else. That's just not the case this year. There's not a category you can find where Lamar Jackson is top five or top ten in the categories that matter for quarterbacks. I think I think completion percentage, he may be eight or nine, so we'll, we'll give him that. But usually, when you're talking about an MVP of the league, you're talking about one, two in just about every category. You're talking about touchdowns, completion percentage, yards. And in, in Lamar's case, his combined yards, his rushing and in his passing yards, in his combined touchdowns. The year he won it, he had 43 total touchdowns. He had 1,200 yards pass, I mean, running the football. He had, I think, 3,100 um, passing, which is fine. You combine those, he has about 4,300 yards. Got it. 
But when you talk about that and you say, all right, he passed the eye test. Got it. I got it. He looked really good this game. But are we going to say, hey, if Tua Tungavailoa, when they play this week, if he beats Lamar Jackson, then automatically, regardless of everything that has happened this season, since their record is great, and he beat Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson was the leader this week for MVP, then he's all of a sudden the MVP? I don't know if that's how it works, but that's what you guys are telling me. Then You guys are telling me that's how it works. So I guess I got to accept it. I would hope so that you would accept it because we are telling you that's how it works because that's how it's been working every other week, right? Jalen Hurts six weeks ago, he was a front runner. He was the front runner, right? I mean, that was the case. You talk about Lamar Jackson's numbers, Richard. The numbers across the board offensively this year are down in general. They just are. That, that, okay? They, they really aren't. They are down. They really okay? are. And then when you look at Lamar's numbers from his campaign in the year that he won it, he's not, his numbers aren't dynamic. But just like he said, when you look at him on the big stage on Christmas night and the world is a watching, uh, three MVPs are in the game. He had the best game, the most exciting. Yes. His defense got the football for him to score points. That's what you do. You did it for Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch. That's what you do. Warren Sapp and Derrick Brooks got it for me to try to score. That's what you do. So when you look at him and you watch how he dazzles and runs around and delivers the football, that's in sync. That is not Brock Purdy right now. Brock Purdy threw four interceptions. That is drive killers. That is drive killers. That will lose you a game. Now you speak to Tyreek Hill and you speak to Christian McCaffrey. Yes, they deserve an opportunity to win, almost called the Heisman, the MVP, because I feel like we have these type of conversations about the Heisman, to win the MVP. There's no question about it. But this award, and let's be real here, This MVP award is about the best quarterback with decent numbers or great numbers on the best team. Mm. That is what happens. It's been that way. Is it right? It has never been that way. It's literally never been that way. So that's that's the dumb part of this conversation. With the best record and the most touchdowns. What are you talking about? Exactly, the most touchdowns. Make my point, Keyshawn, because your point is non-existent. The numbers have to be there. So you just said numbers. the quarterback with with okay numbers. I let you go, Richard, let me finish. I said zero words as you tried to communicate to me and Skip. Give me the courtesy, brother, and let me finish. Okay. Okay? I got you. So when you look at it, you say... Aaron Rodgers, whatever, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, his team was winning. When you match and you put all that together, the numbers are going to support, plus the winning is going to support. Same thing with with, uh, Lamar. At the end of the day, whether you combine his running and his passing and you put it together, he will have numbers when the 17th game is over, along with Winning. That's what we are projecting. We are projecting these things. Mm. So when you look at all of the MVPs, whether it's Peyton Manning, whether it's Tommy, any of them, at quarterbacks, Mm. and they were winning. 
Derrick Henry didn't get it the year that he probably should have gotten it, okay? But Adrian Peterson got it because he was 2,000 yards back, and they were winning. Mm. That's what happens. They're not just giving awards away. They're just not doing that. It's a quarterback-friendly award. We all know that. It's been that way for as long as I can remember. And the numbers are down this year offensively across the board. Am I right, Skip? Mm, you are right. Okay. No, so. he's not right. You're giving him credit where he's not due. He's got 24 touchdowns. There's no other quarterback with that, that few that are, is in this discussion. Nobody else has that few in this, okay. in this discussion. You literally made my it's point a, hey, man, when, you, so when you talked about Aaron Rodgers. Lead the league in categories, you get the award. When you don't lead the league in categories, you don't get the award. But apparently this year it's different because it, because of eye test and things I like that. I literally just so told it, you. I literally just said it's a different year. The numbers are down. Now, to, so, but Tua Tonga Vailoa, so Tua Tonga Vailoa, Beats Lamar this week. He's yes, the MVP. Because yes, he's going to jump Absolutely. That's the from his third or fourth I've spot. Ever heard it might be dumb life. to you, Richard, but it's not it's dumb, dumb to the general. people that's voting. We'll, we'll see, I guess, because the, 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 your, your, your arguments are devoid of logic. It's, it's okay devoid to be, of fact. Man, I, it's okay to be wrong, Richard. Give me facts, Skip. Give okay. me facts, Keyshawn. And right. I, I will, I, so, I what the hell you think I just gave you? Richard, let me, let me give you this. Stupid. I owe you an apology because I thought yesterday your case was that Brock Purdy still has 29 touchdown passes, 10 more than Lamar has. So I thought you were still sticking with Brock Purdy. I thought you were still making the case it's traditionally, historically a quarterback's award to win. And now... Now you're telling me it's Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek, right? I said that yesterday. I okay, said that I didn't yesterday. hear that. But you, it, it, it's funny when you, when you got selective did hearing, I. Skip. That's I, I right. didn't hear that. And neither did I. Well, guess I what? The beautiful thing about tape is you can go back and look yes. at the tape, and you, you will both sound ridiculous you by say saying that. Because I said at I the beginning you. of that argument, I said Brock Purdy has literally lost this award by throwing four I interceptions in December in a primetime game. That was literally the first thing I said. So when you guys say you didn't hear me, that's I didn't called hear selective you. hearing. No, it's not. I heard Josh Allen. Maybe I selected to hear that. Because when you said Josh Allen, I, because my, I, my mouth dropped. Yeah, your mouth dropped because I said Josh Allen has much better numbers and he is not the MVP. Mm. So again, I just heard Josh it, takes, it takes you guys have to be active listening. So okay. when you were just I'm, waiting I'm to talk, that's listening not active right now. listening. Who, who is your I, I MVP at you. this point? Who, who do you have? I would guess it's between Tyreek and Christian McCaffrey, depending on how the season ends and depending on the numbers they put up. Okay, because who like do you, you have said, right now? Right now you have Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, I would go with Christian McCaffrey. 21 okay. touchdowns, 1,800 all all-purpose yards. Okay. So now we, we have it on tape. So when you go back and you sit there and try to make this discussion again – Richard Sherman said Brock Purdy after the four interception. Then you can go back and you can correct yourself. Okay. So what's your gut feeling right now on the way most voters are leaning? What, what's your, what does what your, your sort of subconscious tell you about this right now? I don't really have a gut feeling about it. I think it's going to go to either Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey, whichever one ends the season no. on the higher note. If, if, if Tyreek goes off for 150 uh, this next game against Baltimore, he goes off. He's going to probably get the award. If Christian McCaffrey goes off for 150 and 60 yards receiving in these next two games, he's probably going to get the award because they will likely 
he will likely have as many or close to as many touchdowns as Lamar Jackson, which is insane because no quarterback has won the award without being top five in these categories, at least in the last decade. So you can, if you're saying a quarterback is going to win the award not being top five or top ten in a lot yeah. of these categories, then we're talking about a different kind of award. We, we, we are talking about a quarterback is going to win, and that quarterback is Lamar Jackson. If he yeah. does what we all think he is, Miami, then Pittsburgh, and have the number one seed, he is certainly going to win the award, Richard. Mm. He's going to win it if that happens. And if Tua beats him yeah, at and, Baltimore, and, at Baltimore and he beats him and he has a, just a 330-yard a, a night or whatever it against is that defense, against that yeah. defense in yeah. their home, and they get into the number one spot, and I don't know who Miami plays the next week, but he will probably most likely win the award. Mm-hmm. Miami plays Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Then, then it comes down to those two at the end of the season, mm-hmm. whether it's Josh Allen gets back in the mix if he runs the table, and they go and they beat Miami, then he may have an opportunity to win the award. But right I, now, I, today, I, I, I as guess. I sit in this seat, it's going to Lamar Jackson. You can mark that down. I, I guess I, I guess the, the history of the award and how they picked the award for the history of time matters not this year because apparently this year they're going to throw out all conventional rules in ways that they've discussed the MVP conversation, that they've based the MVP conversation, and they're just going to say, well, whoever wins at the end and whoever has the one seat at the end, who, who's playing quarterback for them? That's, man, yeah, that's who we're giving up. So it's just, just throw away those numbers. Man, the numbers throw are down the, across the board for offenses. Throw away the numbers. Throw away the, the logic. Let's just look at the game and say, mm, that guy won this one. Let's give it to him. I guess. I, I, I just can't skip. I don't even know. I can't. Okay. Because well, I'm waiting. I, I just feel like I'm wasting the conversation. A hundred percent, because you don't have any facts. Neither one of you. What you the got, hell you got are you opinions talking about? Opinions. Richard, did you watch Give the game? The, the, on I watched Monday the game. Night? I watched he him covered? throw oh, for no, 250 it, yeah. and two touchdowns. I watched him play throw for 250 and two touchdowns. I watched five interceptions by a defense. I watched Kyle Hamilton get two interceptions. I watched him get four sacks in the game. I did not see Lamar Jackson get five interceptions, four sacks in the game. So I apologize, Skip. Maybe I missed him on this defensive, on the defensive side have, of the ball. You, let, me ask defense, you, let me ask you a football question because I already know the answer to it. But I'm going to ask you just because I want to ask you. Have you ever gotten an interception and your offense got the ball back and they went and scored? Have you ever in your Hall of Fame career ever done that? I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. I'm That's sure. the dang on point is to get the ball what, what, to the offense, point? Richard. Right. So, so you get the ball to the offense, and that tells me that the quarterback And then the offense defense. capitalizes and tries to now, score. They if, may if not score every single time, but they, they scored seven straight possessions, dog. And four, if he threw for 300 and threw for four touchdowns and ran one in, then I would hear what you're saying, Keyshawn. That's I not what you're saying. But you Stop can't because you have no caught up on numbers, man, and look at the football game. Stop, Stop always worrying being, about the numbers. That's what this award has been based on in the history of the award. So excuse me for basing are it you, off of what it's you been based on. Are you still not listening and understanding? Why would I listen to you? You are presenting this nothing. This year, the offenses are this down. Year. 
What are this you year. talking about? So last about? year when Patrick Mahomes won it, the year before that when Aaron Rodgers won it, the year before that when Aaron Rodgers won it, the year before that when Lamar won it, it was just a very specific way they used to determine who won you the too, award. You, you too year, damn smart for your mm, own good, man. Mm. I'd rather be smart than dumb. You, you too mm. smart for your own good because you're not I'd listening. I'd rather be smart than You got to listen. What am I listening to? The they, numbers are down across the board on offenses. I'm waiting for a point. Okay. So like, you're, you're I'll, telling I'll me a quarterback with 24 to, Please. Lamar please. Jackson has rushed for 230 more yards than any Everybody. other quarterback. Any other quarterback. Justin Fields, name him. 230 more okay. yards. Okay. And, 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 and he's 500, 600 yards passing behind the quarterback that's leading the league. Skip, make it make sense. You don't, you're Combine not making a point that's together. relevant. together. That's his style. That's running, Impact. running the football is going to outrush quarterbacks that don't run the football. I got it, Skip. Mm. Like, what, what does this have to do with touchdowns? You, when I tell you that every quarterback in the past five years has led the league in passing touchdowns. Okay. Richard, and he won lost, an award, and you're lost, telling me a quarterback. He lost Mark Andrews, his number one target, his security blanket. He's <sighs> lost, it seems like, five running backs. They just keep recycling in other running backs. Now they're down to Melvin Gordon trying to fit him into their rotation. He just I, keeps I hear all this. doing it and doing it and doing it at the highest level. He is a transcendent leader and it's, playmaker, and your eyes tell you right now he's the best player. That, but that yeah. it, it's a flimsy, nonsensical argument if you're telling me that one okay. loss this week can destroy right. this whole thing. So you're telling me one loss this Boy, week no, and everything you wire. just said, it's, what, what, it's not, and one loss changes your whole mind. That okay. means it's not real, Skip. This is a beautiful NFL season because for the first time in 30 years, we had teams with these great records meeting on Christmas night. And now we, we get to validate it again with another big punctuation mark because we have another game of the year. We have Miami that just beat Dallas with a last-second drive by Tua and a walk-off field goal. We get to see them go to Baltimore, and let's see what happens between Tua and Lamar. It's and, and, beautiful. And, and Sherm, this award this year is going to go to a quarterback all the way to the wire. Whichever quarterback doesn't fumble it away in the end, because one of them going to fumble it away. Whether it's Lamar, whether it's Tua, whether it's Purdy, we saw Dak Prescott fumble it away. We saw Jalen Hurts fumble it. Somebody's going to fumble it away. Whoever doesn't fumble it away is going to win the award, dog. Yep. Now, come on now, man. That's that's let's right. go. That's not based. That's not the way the award has been uh, awarded. But I guess this year we should just throw out everything through all conventional. Okay. We got to talk about another quarterback, that other guy who played on Monday him, night. Man. He should have. <laughs> Did Brock Purdy's fatal flaws get exposed on Monday night? We'll debate that next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Robert Merrill. Speaking of big wide receivers, Cowboys don't want to see this man, Keyshawn, LOL. You remember that? It took all of them to bring yeah, that they down. They took the whole team. Look at it. About yeah. five dudes around me. <laughs> Interesting. Did, did you score? Uh, I probably or got to the goal. I don't know if that's – is that the goal? I, I, I don't know if goal. it is or not. No. All right. 
Next up from Darius, Skip agreeing with Richard and Keyshawn after finally realizing the cowgirls just aren't the team everyone thought they were. I'm with you. What do you think? Is that is that from is that a real housewife on it Bravo? Lo- it I looks like it, it right, Richard. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, like one so. of them shows. That's, that's from. <laughs> and finally from definitely Frank. Reality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That. This is Frank who says Skip gives up on Dak. That's my quarterback. That's my favorite T.O. moment. Remember after Dallas lost at home to Eli's Giants? I think they had the one seed that year. Yeah, it, it, it was Romo or something? Yeah, something Romo had just gone to Cabo in the week off, right? He got lost. In- <laughs> okay. All right. So the questions remain about Brock Purdy's four interception game in that home loss to the Ravens on Christmas night. Were flaws exposed? Was Monday night significant or just another night and irrelevant? Richard, please, you first. Well, I don't think many flaws were exposed, but I also don't think it was irrelevant. I mean, you can't throw four interceptions in a game and it'd be irrelevant. Um, Do I think that this was a case of a quarterback making bad decisions or being inaccurate with his throws or are just not processing the way he has all season? I don't think so. You know, I think this is one of those situations where it's unfortunate plays. They, great play by the defense to tip the ball up in a, in a second interception, the first interception, bad decision. You you got to find, you got to see Kyle Hamilton there, that he didn't go with George Kittle, he didn't fill that route, and you can't throw that pass. So that's a mistake, no question. He played, he played that was a bad play. But the rest of these, you sit there and say, well, either he, the ball got tipped up, and he got intercepted. Great play by defense. That play right there, it, it's hitting. You know, you're giving your receiver a chance. It pops up. Interception. Your, your arm gets hit on a pass. Interception. Yeah, got it. Did. You know, yeah. I'm not sitting there saying this is bad decision making. And Kyle Shanahan said the same thing. And one thing I'll say about Kyle Shanahan is he's a straight shooter. If this was an awful game, awful decision making by Brock Purdy, he would be the first to say he got to make better decisions in these situations. We can't have those plays. We can't win with him making those decisions. Kyle said the same thing I'm saying. Unfortunate plays um, led to these interceptions, but give Baltimore's defense credit. They made the plays. So these aren't just fluky, oh, man, Brock Purdy just, like, they just luckily got, they didn't luck into it. They made the plays. They forced these turnovers. They put pressure in his face. They got their hands up. So they deserve credit for the mistakes that were made and the turnovers that were made, but it doesn't take away what Brock Purdy is and make me feel like, oh, man, they're going to struggle going forward because these weren't bad decisions that he was making. Okay, so your initial question, Skip, was, is it significant or it's just 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 irrelevant? Just another night next. Yeah. I'm going to say it was significant. I'm not going to minimize it Mm. because when I look at the NFC and I look at what San Francisco is and what happened to them and when it happened to them and the teams that they could potentially face. The Dallas Cowboys, for instance. I'll just give you that little bit of a Thank smile you. on your I'll face. I'll take that. Richard Sherman mentioned pressure. Michael Parsons is one of the top five guys in getting pressure. May not be getting to the quarterback and bringing him down, mm. but he's applying pressure along with his classmate in Lawrence on the other side. They apply pressure. What did the clownies of the world do the other night? They apply pressure. Mm. They rattled the cage, so to speak. Yep. I understand if Kittle was supposed to run a corner route, he didn't get there, but Brock Purdy threw the football. 
He got rid of the ball in a bad situation. Yes, Kyle Hamilton may be stretched to the back pylon if Kittle truly was supposed to run the corner route. Debo Samuel's wide open for the touchdown. But if you play in a quarterback position, you are scanning the field. You know, oh, that's not bam. And you're going to let it go somewhere else and get off of it, anticipating the throw. So now you say, well, what is Brock Purdy? I think Brock Purdy's still a good quarterback. I do. I honestly do. This happens to everybody at some point in time in their career. They're going to run into a roadkill. And this mm. just happened to be on our eyes on Christmas for interceptions. I can't just, oh, his arm got hit. Oh, well, this did. No. Because if it was Dak Prescott yep. or Josh Allen mm. or Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson or any of these other guys, yep. it wouldn't be any of that. It would be, oh, my God. I can't believe that they – that's the way we would treat it. So we got to treat everything fair. On top of that, when you look at Brock Purdy's numbers from a trailing standpoint, Skip, when you're mm -hmm. trailing, Brock Purdy, when he's trailing, in a game, five touchdowns, seven interceptions, 60%, 63% completion percentage, passer rating at 82. Down double-digit deficit at any point in the game, two touchdowns to eight, 65%. Mm -hmm. Passer rating 68 0-3. Now I look at Kyle Shanahan, and I've been knowing since he was a puppy. Yeah. Okay? The man is 0-38 when trailing by at least eight points in the fourth quarter since 2017. And you mean to tell me that's nothing to worry about? If somebody gets up on them and holds the lead in the fourth quarter? Yep. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So you better tell the I Dallas wait. Cowboys they better try to get up and hold that lead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> that's what you better try to tell them. Easier, easier said than done. That's why they've been at, uh, the NFC Championship three of the last four years. I, I get it. Uh, because I, I get of it. This, that, uh, I, I get it. Don't. I, I do. I get it. But I just gave you the numbers, though, Richard. Yeah. You say I, you want numbers and facts. Owen thirty-eight. Owen thirty-eight. And they've been the three of the past four NFC Championships. That's just a fact. Okay. So, Richard, allow me to say, Brock Purdy is a really, really good quarterback. But he's not what a lot of people think that he is. Cam Newton, a week or so ago, said he's a game manager. He's the opposite to me of a game manager. We've heard people say system quarterback, and Keyshawn says, well, they're all system. Everybody's playing within the system they are. in which they're dropped, yes. right? Okay, but the point is about Brock Purdy, and I watched him for four years at Iowa State. He does have some Brett Favre in him, but... He has the capability to pull off a lot of Farvian throws, and he's been doing that regularly, consistently for these 49ers. He also has that one capability that his greatest strength can also become his greatest weakness because there's that haywire gene lurking in there where if, if he goes south right away, if he drops, if he falls behind, he tries too hard. He tries to do too much to get even, and he'll make some bad choices. And I, I agree with what Richard said. The one, the, the, the DB makes a great play, tipping the ball up in the air, and then the other one, his arm gets hit. Where Richard and I digress and disagree was on the third interception because that was vintage Brock Purdy where he escapes to his right, he's scrambling to his right, and it's ill-advised to me to throw it back across your body into the middle of the field. And I don't care what you say, that's covered. And the ball gets tipped back to a Kyle Hamilton who had gotten knocked down and got back in the play and, and picked it off. So, so to me, I, I put everything in a Dallas Cowboy concept. 
And, and I have to think that, gee, the, the only hope I have is to what Keyshawn said. If we do wind up back out there for a third playoff game in three years, if we get after him, if we can take the lead like we almost did at Miami with that opening drive, we won the toss and took it all the way down to first and goal at the one and fumbled. If we could get up seven to nothing and start to pressure Brock Purdy, we got a shot because yeah. that's his one weakness oh, is, yeah. is that. Yeah. And you can say that's everybody's weakness, and I give you that. And he's had not a good year. He's had a sensational year until somebody finally – Took the lead on him and then got after him. Can you? Okay? Can you? Can you? <laughs> yeah. Can you get up at least eight points in the fourth quarter? Can you? Then you might have okay, a maybe shot based shot. on Shanahan's record. No. If but, you can get up right like now, that. maybe we maybe. have we have we have proof and data from this season. Skip every single quarterback has had bad games, and your team has played this kid. They played yeah. him multiple times. They played yeah. him in the playoffs. They played him yeah. in a regular season. He's won every single time. So okay. I hear what you're saying. You're finding hope. This kid is beating you every time he's yes. seen you. So you don't put anything, and you don't put anything, you don't put anything into any of this about falling behind and not being able to play he catch does. up. You don't put anything into I, it. I, 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 that, that's an accurate stat. I'm, I'm not uh, putting anything against it. It hasn't had en enough relevance for me to put it in because right. if you're talking about coaches that haven't had that. They haven't been to the NFC Championship or the AFC Championship game. They've gone home early. So okay. clearly this stat isn't stopping them from getting to the championship.